everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Mode. I'm Caroline and alongside with me is Sarah. Before we go into today's episode, I'm gonna have an announcement to make. This episode marks the beginning of our new series, which we used to dedicate to talking about like the differences between Eastern countries versus Western countries among different aspects of our lives from, you know, film and media to food, cuisine, and lifestyle. So I'll leave it up to Sarah to introduce to you our first episode. So hi, I'm Sarah. And so to kickstart our new series, we're going to talk about childhood and everything about, you know, we compare childhood here in the West and in the East. So let's get started. first section of today's podcast, we're going to compare the difference in activities that the children in the East and children in the West, um, you know, what they like, differ in terms of activities. So uh, Caroline, what do you children, what, what, do, what do you know about children in the, you know, in the West play in their free time? Is it, you know, different from, uh, you know, children from the East? I, I, to be honest, I don't clearly know because like I, haven't lived in western countries before but i have a rough guess that i think they would participate in more you know exercises more than us when it comes to like physical exercises um so they would hang out with their friends more in terms of i don't really know but you know how in our country um vietnam so when we when we were children so we have these traditional activities that we could do and so I figure uh, for the western countries I haven't heard of a particular maybe traditional activity that uh, children there do because you know for example America is so diverse in terms of cultural that there isn't a a single uh, type of traditional activity that they do so I, I guess that they would just maybe hang out with their friends and I just I just know that children in 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 eastern countries like Vietnam they have you know traditional maybe activities like uh we discussed in previous um episode that they usually do and other than that they just you know uh participate in extra classes I suppose Right. So I, I, I believe that I used to have a conversation with an English teacher. He, he's an Amer- he's uh, from America. And he told me that basically it's um, different because he's around like 50 years old now. And so back in his time, he had this like video games, but like the old one, like Pac-Man and yeah. like, like that. And it's, you know, modern back in that time. And before like Briar maybe back when he was five or when he was six. Um, basically, he he said that there's nothing. It's like here, because, you know, there back then there wasn't like the internet or anything. It's kind of like, you know, our parents like, in Vietnam, um, you know, they also told us that like in the 90s or like or further, like 80s, they just spent time with their neighbors or with their siblings hanging around or talking or like taking part in maybe hobbies such as and chores as well yeah but I believe that um so I I read um a little and mm-hmm. I, I think that one of the uh like one of the activities that children in the east 
like to play or like to you know do it's playing board games because I feel like there are a lot of um, board games that from the um, the east like on the market for example Monopoly yeah Monopoly what else some some like Connect Four yeah Connect Four right and Ticket to Ride I I think I, you have that yeah yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think about the the quality of their childhood when 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 it comes to like you know you know nowadays I've seen a increasing trend where parents would send their kids to extra classes super early, not like academic classes, but like um, artistic classes, like even instrument or vocal or even uh you know, some some sort of that. So do you think like the quality of childhood and the time that children spend like playing and uh, entertaining has it decreased and has the quality of their child changed? Right. So I think that in terms of uh, sending kids to extra classes or any other um, skills class are very common right now, not just, you know, in the East, right? But but in the West, um, I feel like Like there are more and more um, classes or courses that are dedicated to uh, teach children a wide variety of um, skills, and it's uh, I do yeah I do agree that it's becoming a trend because I I think that we're living in a more competitive you know world where you know you just have to do like just have to do anything and you need to know like okay you need to know at least an um, instrumental like yeah, at least you need to know how to play piano or violin or you need to know at least a sport or some kind and yeah, kind of like uh, tending to move forward a more holistic approach but um however it's the same for those are like that is only for the case where you know parents have the ability to afford those time but in terms of poor children i guess like not with wealthy parents they uh they don't have those chances um just like you know anywhere in the world where you don't have the money i yeah i do i do feel like the the quality of their childhood decreases yeah because you know with extra classes and also the development of technology of course uh and social media and games like modern games that which are designed to be addicted to so i don't know about that but yeah i do i do agree that children now they they have so many things on their minds um so many expectations even put on their on their shoulders at such a young age like even for me i did, like you know i didn't ha- i i don't know how to play an instrument and, and any sort of that Because like, even though my parents did send me to, you know, a course, I wasn't not, I wasn't that patient to maybe learn. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not resentful about that. Yeah. So I don't know about children nowadays having to spend the majority of their leisure, their free time doing exercises like that. And I think it's both beneficial and harmful Uh, but you know, we we talk about it being a trend, and when it become a trend, it's kind of excessively omnipresent, and yeah. But like, do you think it's kind of like catch up with the uh, development of the world right now, where you know, because because we have you know all sorts of technological advancements, and so it's kind of like inevitable for yeah. That's why I I said it's beneficial as well, but. 
I don't know because you know today it's not a rare condition or rare circumstances for children to master you know piano or guitar at such a young age. It's become a commonplace situation. So, um, yeah. And when it becomes such popular like that, and I don't know about that because I'm not too sure if that's beneficial or it's backlashing and you know doing more harm than good to the children. Moving on to the parenting style, right? Yeah. So, um, what are the different styles when it comes to you know parenting in the East and in the West? For me, um, I think that you know in Asian, we're just talking about Asian cultures now because like we have experienced it, uh, personally. And so you know in Eastern countries, especially Vietnam, I would say that pa- the parenting style it's more authoritative in a sense and not in a bad way, but Um, there's a deep-rooted belief that uh, children are to obey their parents at any cost, and if they were to maybe uh, talk back their parents, that would be considered inappropriate and even ungrateful of them. And so because of that entrenched thoughts within our minds, we are yeah, very obedient to our, uh, to our parents uh, in every sense. But compared to, um, you know, for Western countries, they are more independent of themselves. And even though parents, they have a say in their kids' life, I, I feel like that's not much. And the majority of, of situations, um, the parents have to maybe be on, you know, equal, equal stands with their children uh, when discussing about every subject. Um, so that's um, a, di- a main difference that I see, but I'm not sure because, you know, nowadays uh, the world is changing and maybe um, Asian Asian, country, uh, par- Asian countries, parents are not going to be that authoritative like uh, they used to be in my, my day at, at least. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I think that it's um, when it comes to parenting, there's like a stereotype, right, for parents. So if you said that you're coming from uh, like Asian countries, then they tend to have um, this, you know, mind, like they have to, this mindset saying that, oh, you must be having, you know, mom, like tiger moms or you know, those who would, you know, because it's, it's, it's a very common stereotypes when it comes to parenting between the two regions. And so yeah. with the, yes, with the East, um, they tend to, yeah, be more like, independent given their children more space you know but the thing is I think that it has to do with the a lot with the uh, educational level of the parents as well so yeah you would think that um so you think that you know parents here and like Asian parents if they have a, like a time when they study abroad you know coming to yeah, of course. yeah they like they're more open-minded Yeah, and yeah, all that yeah. the way that they educate their child is more they're less strict but like more listening and you know more like a friend rather than authoritarian figure like it circles back to the serious stereotype you said even though they they can be more open-minded people still think they are authoritative yeah because of that stereotype but still like the um according to like the researchers and they you know like parents from the um the east they tend to pay more um 
for example, they spend more time to help their children with the homework. And mm-hmm. like the top, the top five countries, most of them are like Asian countries, like India. Anyway, but like most of them are coming from Asian countries that they you know, tend to help children with their homework and tend to like uh like you you know Hong Kong they have like the highest average spending for children in education mm-hmm. and so I think that I think that when it comes to this like parenting style and in terms of education parents from the Asia are more like they have this deep-rooted um I guess like mindset when it comes to education that children must be this way this way uh okay so moving on so we all know of a kind of comparison between children in Western countries and Eastern countries based on their level of confidence. So when 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 we see, for example, uh, an, an Asian kid, for example, on TV versus a American kid on TV, the level of their confidence, it's very um, vastly different because of the, the way they talk and the way they respond. Mm-hmm. And so gradually it ingrains in my mind at least that you know because of the parenting style somehow in children they're more confident you know when um even when even in social condition or even in class um so why do you think they are the way they are um so um coincidentally i think that i had this you know talk with my mom last week mm-hmm. and which she mentioned that so when you live in in the country where you are restricted you know you have like this freedom of speech but most of them are like very restricted right it's not like you can say anything you just mm-hmm. have to be very reserved in public places or even at home there are things that you cannot just you know talk you can just bring out it's even a crime and mm-hmm. so with the and also with the level of um like the scope of information that you receive. Of course, here you see here in Vietnam and in the US also like totally different in terms of information. You know, we're restricted to a lot of information. And so that the way that we communicate are kind of um, shaped because of that. So whenever we kind of, we think or when we, um, you know, think about something, it's, there's like, there are barriers surrounding us. If we think this way, then that would, Um, compromise our moral values so we're not you know allowed to think uh, above like beyond what the society dictates so mm-hmm. anything that comes to it, it's more like um it's there like the preconceived notions and you just, just have to take it in with you and so eventually it's kind of forms a like a hap- like a habit way of thinking and communicating and so that you kind of like Every time you say something, you are, I, I think that you are being affected by those, you know, barriers surrounding and you cannot just really speak your mind, even though right now we are living in a more open-minded society, but still, you know, the culture, it's that it's, you cannot just yeah, change. So, yeah, it's uh, interesting. So a little background, not like background, but like story. So, you know, how in Asian countries, um, Some topics are considered taboo and inappropriate, for example, menstrual health and, for example, yeah, very intimate topics like that. Even though, like, we are, like, parents and children, we cannot really openly talk about those topics with each other, even, like, privately or something, let alone, like, publicly uh, stated in, for example, 
media or on press. A little fun fact about me that um, so I I'm, I enjoy looking at those very intimate topics, you know, just to educate myself and just to maybe yeah educate myself on those matters. But because of the yeah the constraint that I feel. Um, that when my parents hear me, you know, or see me learning about these things, they would feel, you know, kind of, um, yeah, uncomfortable in a sense. So I tend to watch those contents in English so that they cannot fully understand what I'm comprehending. And so that's kind of sad, but at the same time, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but I have to compromise um, either my, you know, wanting to expand my horizons or, my parents um, com- comfort. So that's one example of my my life and my story that just shows that the the stereotype and the bias, not bias, but like the deep-rooted uh, beliefs and mindset in Asian society that is so deep and that, you know, sometimes even though we are still young, even though we are children and teenagers, we are still judged and we are still restricted by those beliefs in a sense so we have to maybe find other ways to do if we want to do it right yeah i think that's a very um you know cool examples when we're looking at things like that it's like not eventually it becomes um normal thing and you just you know go with it you know there's yeah. no um, yeah, when it comes, kind of like normalize this whole thing and it just becomes normal. And we just, you know, don't really care much more. Like we just keep on going with, you know, what we, yeah, we, we need to I educate. I, yeah, yeah, because like we have to learn at the end of the day, like we cannot just leave it there, you know? So, yeah. Okay, so last part. So what do what do you prefer more for yourself? Like uh, the Asian, uh, not the Eastern way of spending your childhood or the Western one? Well, I think that even though like the regions play a very important role in the way that, you know, we shape, that shape our characteristics. And, but I feel like um, I prefer like to have parents that are, you know, open-minded and, you know, feel like like I could use them as a friend and you know it's very very important how you know on what they think more than where they come from even though that's play a very big role but you know with the changing uh society and you know they are they have more access to the internet and as well as you know their connections that could help them you know see things and change their ways of parenting and I think that it's uh, very good um how about you I agree. Yeah, I do. It's weirdly that I want a world that is between <laughs> these two regions because I feel like uh, living in Asian society, we are more protected and we are safer, I, I, I think, personally, compared to living in Western country because we are exposed to a lot of, you know, um, I don't know how to say it, but because Asian parents, they are pro- pro- usually more protective of their children. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that to be offensive to anyone, but that's my opinion. And so I think, yeah, I would rather live in Asian country, but like you, I prefer to have open-minded parents who are maybe not up to date with our current trends, but who really understand at least 
our generation's mindset and our generation's shift in this world. Yeah, because okay. um, I think that even, you know, we're living in a world with two different, like, mainly different types, two different types of parents. Inside. I think that is still great because, you know, each yeah. of them had its own merits. And um, it, so as long as they can, you know, embrace the goodness within it, then I think that's okay. Yeah. So <laughs> this is a very cool <laughs> question. So what do you prefer more for, you know, for when you have children? I wrote that. <laughs> um, so for me, um, I think, yeah, I, I would, I would still do, uh, I would really want to raise them in an Asian household, but I would try to be more mindful as much as possible. Like I, like I want from my parents. Um, yeah. So, you know, I would, I would try, strive to convey, convey a balance between Asian, um, more authoritative side of uh, parenting, but also a very equal and open-minded approach to maybe parenting style like that of, um western country yeah what about you um i don't think of myself as a parent but i think that if i were you know to have children and i think i, I would you know teach them like all the cultural values because i think that I think we have that in you know vietnam and i think that is very um good because you know instilling um more like sense of moral morality and to our children and you know our wonderful uh, culture um, I think that is very great but in terms of education I think that I'll like lean more into like taking a more I say holistic approach and letting them choosing what they want to study um, you know so that they could maximize their potential rather than yeah imposing on them what I think is best for them so I think that's um, that's a wrap right that's a wrap for our first episode of this new series so uh, we hope you like it and if there's anything would like to add then feel free to comment down below uh, stay tuned stay safe and stay awesome bye, bye.